Hello, hello, my let's keep it real people. Whew, you're in for a treat. My next guest, besides just a source of knowledge, is so much fun. I want him to train me. That's right, me, a trainer. I want him to train me. That's how amazing me is. And guess what? You can all train with him because he does it virtually. Woo! God bless virtually. You're so going to want to share this, like it, rate it. And if you haven't already subscribed, you know how much it means to me. I'm truly grateful. And also, I am so grateful for all of you who are recommending me for speaking gigs. They're everything from women's groups to corporations to my last gig was at Cabrini. Shout out to the students. Love them. So, so grateful for all your support and your support, not just with the podcast, but my books and journals. I hope they're serving you well. Enjoy. Enjoy the podcast. So much fun. Toodles. This is Let's Keep It Real with Sandy Joy Weston your weekly dose of positivity with awesome stories and guests from all over the world. It's an opportunity to learn some great new things and expand your mind. We'll tackle topics from all areas of life, and as always with Sandy, the sky's the limit. Hello, hello, my let's keep it real people. All right, you asked for it, so you got it. Well, I gave you three things. One, you want to see more of the people. So say hey to Nate. So those of you who are listening, great, but you're also able to watch them. Yay! Number two, Sandy, you've owned fitness clubs your entire life. Where's the fitness person? Well, I had to make sure I found a really great one. So that's number two. Number three, you want to know more about them and their journey. So we're going to make sure that happens. But before I bring Nate Palmer on, let me just tell you a little bit about him. Nate is the go-to fitness and nutrition expert for busy business owners. Nate believes that being in incredible shape gives a massive advantage in business focus and relationships. He also happens to be a dad, which I know, husband, and the number one bestseller author of The Million Dollar Body Method. Someone was just talking to me about the million dollar outfit. Nate helps business owners, entrepreneurs, and busy dads improve their physique, finances, and family time using fitness, nutrition, and force. I've never heard this one. Force multipliers. Nate, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for getting through my uh, tongue twister of an intro. It, it was a little bit of a tongue twister, I have to admit, <laughs> but I did read it before. So I like all... the alliteration of the of, at the end, like the fitness nutrition is force multipliers, but also I feel like. There's a lot of Fs right in, right in a row. So who knows? That, that's Thanks for having me on. I'm happy to be here. Because we have the F-bomb. That's the F-bomb? That's an F. I love that. And I would like one. I need, I need that near my desk also. Uh, so I don't, I won't swear on this show, but a little secret. When I'm happy and teaching classes, I use the F-bomb. So one of my students gave that to me. Only when I'm happy, not when I'm mad. So that's a good thing. All right. So I, I use it all the time. So, you know. I'm, there you I'm go. It. It's your number one word. All right. One word. Speaking of words, one word that best describes your past 30 days, good, bad, or ugly, and why? Clarity. Clarity. Yeah. And that's, and that's really only the last 30 days. And the reason for that is because I, um, I've been doing a lot of things. I've got a lot of like 
lot of irons, a lot of fires. So for a while, I was, in addition to doing fitness and nutrition consulting, I was actually consulting as well with other personal trainers who were bringing their businesses online. So I was doing some mm. business coaching as well. Yeah. So in three days, it'll be two weeks now. I parted ways with that, with like that aspect of my business. And I'm 100% dialed in on the fitness and nutrition aspect. And just, it's been so great to have the clarity and to be like, here's my number one thing. So I went out and I've like kind of, I've streamlined my processes. I've got like the right like email sequences in place. Everything just is, is flowing a lot better. I feel really good. So I, I went out and bought six different URLs. So they're all <laughs> going to the right places now. My email list is segmented correctly. I just feel uh, like really positive and happy about the like kind of the future of the business. And I'm not stressing about those little things that were always like popping up on the to-do list. Oh, reach back out. Oh, fix this thing. Oh, yeah. do this, this and that. So like, that's done now. I feel great. You know, <laughs> that's the up and downside of people that are passionate in life, right? You have so many things that you get excited with that you could go in too many directions. And I talk about this all day long with my clients and, oh my gosh, I'm doing everything. So I'll end up doing nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. So good for you. Why did you drop it? Cause it sounds like you like that too. Yeah. And I, I don't like, I think at some point I'll, I'll come back to it. Mm. I do love talking about that. Cause I'm, that's something that I'm always immersing myself in personally for my business, but it wasn't the right fit. It wasn't the right time. And so, um, I kind of, I came to a place about six weeks ago where I had to make a decision be like, Hey, I need to go, I need to like make a decision and commit here. Um, I've been half in on a lot of things for a while. So like, yeah. where, where is my, like, where's my best ROI? What am I most passionate about? What do I really want to invest in? And then I need to say, like, I need to say hell yes or no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are you training and working with people on mostly online or in person online? Where are you right now? I'm 100% online right now. So ah. in, yeah, I've been doing online coaching primarily since 2015, but I've oh. been, I've been exclusively online since 2018. So I wasn't like, I was kind of an early adopter even before COVID. And so I think that's kind of why I've been able to coach other people because I've been, have, I've, I've had it, my business for so long yeah. and I've seen yeah. the ups and downs and I've, I've failed at so many things. That's like my superpower is I just, I just screw up a lot, yeah. but I just yeah. keep going. So yeah. I'm not the smartest person. I'm definitely not like the, like the fastest to get there, but I, I seem to get there because I just am dumb enough to believe in myself. Uh, okay. Well, that's a whole lot to unpack there, but, <laughs> and I know you're joking, but you're willing to try new things in order for something to land that you love. And that's big. And you, you don't, you probably don't even consider it failure. You probably just think, yeah, that didn't work out. Now I got to bob and weave and shift this way. Yeah. And I'm like, it's, it's, I kind of like, you know, joking, being a little bit like self-deprecating there. Cause I think it's funny, yeah. but yeah. I don't lose. I don't yeah. fail. I yeah. only, I only get better. So I take my, all my failures are lessons. They yeah. make me come back stronger. It, yeah. it adds another tool to my tool belt. And I've yeah. always felt that way about fitness as well. You know, like I've tried every diet. I've tried all the workout programs in the world mm. and some of them don't work for me. Some of them I've gotten injured on. Some of them I just didn't, didn't enjoy, but they've always made me better, smarter, and more capable at helping my clients get results too. So yeah. no, no losses, only lessons. Okay. Well, good for you being ahead of the curve, but I have to know, why did you choose online back in 2015? Why was that your vehicle? So two main reasons. Number one is that like kind of the, the path that a lot of people take is you become a personal trainer, you become kind of like a master trainer. You start like building like a, a bigger repertoire client list, and then you open your own gym and do personal training out of a gym. And that's like the path that a lot of trainers will follow. I never had any aspirations of owning a gym. That seems like it would tie you down to one place. My aspirations have always been time freedom and location freedom. So 
I thought that opening a gym, um, cause I, I did open one in 2011. I had a gym, uh, in, in Arizona for about three years. Okay. And then my wife and I moved up to Seattle, got a new job up there working at a bigger gym. And then in 2015, I quit that. It was an amazing gym. I loved it. Loved all my clients. Yeah, yeah. Loved it so much. We left, uh, <laughs> but, and we, we moved it. down to South America for a year. Ooh, so God. kind of like forced the issue basically to create the time or the I, location I, freedom. Yeah, I get it. All right. So why, why did you move to that? That's a whole other story going on there. Well, we got, we got a lot of stories. That. Just put a pin up and go, yeah, that's where I want to move for a year. Yeah. So um, it was always something I wanted to do. Um, it was something that I was going to either do before I got married to my wife or we got married in 2011. Um, so I kind of was like, okay, let's get married now. But with the idea that like, Hey, I do want to do like a, like an extended traveling time. I want to learn Spanish. I want to see all these places that I've always like dreamed about. And so we just kind of put it on the calendar and saved up our money for a year or so. And then like went down with the intention of being down there for six months. Well, the first six weeks we lived on an island in in like the archipelago like of Bocas de Toro in like the northeast part of Panama, and it was great. We were working down there doing some stuff on like a like a ecological farm, and then oh, wow, we ended up on a on a boat, a floating boat in the like in Lake Gatun, which is the like the lake that feeds the Panama Canal, working as tour guides. So. Every day I'd get up and I'd take people to go see monkeys. We'd go fishing. I'd take them on a kayaking trip. And we ended up staying there for like three months. Or, or, or I'm sorry, we were going to stay there for three months. I ended up staying for like four and a half because yeah. it was incredible. Yeah. And we made a lot of money from tips. So I was like, let's just keep it going. Well, because I, while I was running the uh, my online business at the time off of like weird jungle internet. So yeah, it, was, yeah, yeah. it was a whole thing. Isn't that great that you found a partner that wanted to do that with you? I mean, come on. Oh my gosh. My wife is the best. She's amazing. Yeah. And the fact that you two were like, okay, we're going to take this. So you <laughs> stayed a year and then you came back yep. and you already had established the in, you know, the online business from yep. being away. Albeit poorly. Wasn't very good at it. Yeah. But then you kept going. I love that. All right. So let's take a little bit of a turn backward. And now you're about eight or 10. What were you like at eight or 10 years old, Nate? Just love doing push-ups. I don't know. I feel like I was always like a sincere kid. Just like I, I would probably describe myself, or like if my if to hear my parents tell it, I was a, I was a sweet guy. I wasn't like you know I wasn't super rambunctious. Um, but like about a like out of like eleven or twelve though, um, one like one interesting thing that happened to me that kind of pushed me down this path that I'm on currently was my house got broken in two. Um, my mom my mom had take my sisters to school. I was home by myself someone broke into the house while I was there. So I grabbed a Ooh. knife out of the steak block, the steak knife out of the knife block. Yeah. <laughs> you, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> and I went, and I hid under my bed with this knife and I pushed a little like rinky dink lock on my door. And I heard the guy come down the hallway. We had hardwood floors. So it was like, boom, boom. I hear him as work boots and he pounds on my door. And I was like, I guess I'll die now. <laughs> Sandy, I didn't die. Spoiler alert. I'm fine. <laughs> But Thanks for telling me. Otherwise, this is a ghost. <laughs> yeah, this is this podcast interview could be a lot more interesting. It's not, yeah, but it yeah. could be. Um, so, like, I remember in that moment, or like, kind of in like the aftermath, please came all this, all this stuff. Thinking to myself, like, I don't ever want to be put in a position like that again. Obviously, mm. and in my 12, 11, 12 year old brain, I was like, well, how do I become powerful enough that no one could ever take my autonomy away? How can I? How, how could I get past this and like and always? have the upper hand, no matter what it is. And it's like, well, I needed more muscle. I put on some muscle armor. No one can ever mess with me. Probably more knives. I don't know. So <laughs> my entire life at that yeah. point kind of shifted focus to being like, I need to be like, be more, 
be a stronger person in all the ways that that like that entails. So my foray into fitness was coming from inadequacy and from fear. And I think a lot yeah. of people can resonate with that regardless yeah. of like what side of the, the aisle you fall on. Yeah. And so it was all fear-based. I needed to like, it was all like, I needed to get past my insecurities. And the only way to do that is by having bigger biceps. Well, like, you know, fast forward seven, eight years, I started to realize the bigger, like, you know, no matter how much muscle you have, it doesn't matter if you don't like, if you can't change the focus and start focusing on like a positive outcome, which is why I talk about fitness and nutrition being a force multipliers in life rather than like a bandaid for insecurities. Cause there are like, even like there are people in the gym all the time and you run health clubs. So you understand this. There are people who are just jacked and tattooed and so, so hurt. Yeah. Yeah, you know, absolutely. they've never recovered from, from whatever yeah. it is that wounded them. And it's the muscle didn't help. The tattoos didn't help the, the outward expression of that didn't help. So it's not until you kind of heal that, or at least change the focus that you can really start to get what you were looking for in the beginning. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you're talking about that because a lot of my clients would say that they were literally working out all the time or running to not deal with their issues, but at least they used to say to me, Weston, I'm not ready yet, but at least I chose a healthy way to run away versus an addiction of, you know, alcohol, drugs. I said, okay, there's that. And until you're ready, then we'll go deeper, but not everyone's ready. You know what I mean? I'm sure you see that you have to be ready to go there. Otherwise block. How do you get through that? By the way, I have a bunch of questions for you that I asked my listeners before you came on. And that was, this, this is actually from a trainer, a male trainer goes, yeah, can you please ask me, how do you deal with that when somebody comes to you and all they care about is six pack abs and biceps? And that's not what I want. Now, I know what I'm going to tell them, but what would you tell this trainer? Yeah, that's a great question. And like you said, you, you have to like, the person has to be ready, right? If I'm ready for them to change, but they're not ready to change, then there's not like, there's, I can, there's nothing I can say or do that's going to force the issue. They have to come to it for themselves, right? I have a, like my daughter's three and a half and like, I can't force her to do anything. So the only thing I can do is like, kind of give her little like inception moments to try to make things her idea, right? Otherwise we're gonna, we're gonna go, we're head to head. She is a fierce, fierce woman. So (laughs) my strategy, (laughs) so my strategy with clients in this, in this manner is, is to never tell, I always ask. So I go, okay. Like Sandy, you said you wanted to get six packs abs. Like, tell me, like, why is that important to you? What's what's going well, like? Why is that going to make you feel successful? And then, so a lot of my like, you know, a lot of I work with a lot of males, and they'll be like, well, you know, I just want to get in shape. I want to like look good at the beach. Like, okay, cool, cool, fair, fair, fair. Yeah, why? Why do you want to look good at the beach? What's the point of that? And they're like, well, you know, I want to look good for my wife. You know, want to attract uh, attract a wife. You know, whatever that looks like. I'm like, cool, cool. Why? Like, why is it look important to look good for your wife? Well, you know, like I just want to be. I want you to be healthy. I want to be healthy for them. I'm like, okay, that's a little different, but okay. Like, why is it important to be healthy? And like, at this point, they're like, okay, I see what you're doing. And I'm like, well, like, but, but let me keep asking this question. And I know this is maybe a little bit annoying, but like, I feel like until we kind of understand the root of what, where you're trying to get to, it's going to be hard for us to get there. If we don't know the destination, it's going to be like, no map yeah. is going to get us there. So I always kind of like give like preface this for, especially for male clients who are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're doing. So why is it important to be healthy? Well, like, well, I want to be around for my kids. That's a good answer, right? Like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Why do you mount around for your kids? And they're like, well, like it's obvious. And you're like, well, just can you like unpack it though for me? Like, this is like we're we're really close. 
<laughs> and and so like eventually, and this is a conversation I had literally last week, Sandy, someone said this to me. They said, well, I want to be the man for my daughters that I never had when I was growing up. Mm. I was like, mm. yes. Do you see how six pack abs has transformed into being, being the person you never had in your life when you were growing up? Like, yeah. That now, now that is a goal that we can kind of un- unravel and unpack. And yes, we can still get to six pack abs, but if you have that idea of this longevity being around, then it's so much more than just like how much can you lift, right? You're always thinking about that deeper, deeper why. And I think that's incredibly important because, like, I used to work with a lot of uh, brides who were just people, you know, like I'm yeah. getting married in yeah. June. Yeah. yeah. Best clients ever right? <laughs> they track Go their food, they yeah. get their cardio in, they do their weightlifting. And then what happens? June comes and then they're gone. You never see them again until yeah. three years later and they come back because they had a very singular date. So if your goal is only six pack abs, do 10 pull-ups, whatever that looks like, then you don't have anything long-term. You're not going to sustain it because you, once you hit that goal, it's like, well, what do I do now? Do I go back to eating normally? Do I go back to like doing whatever? But if you have the goal of like, Hey, I'm going to be the man that my, that I never had growing up. That's a long-term goal. That's going to keep you coming back. That's going to keep Mm. you doing the hard work. Those things, whether or not that, not that sexy, not that fun. So ask those questions, go deep on that. Why? And if you can get someone to actually tell you at their core, why, like what hurt them or what they're training for, you have a client for life. Yeah. By the way, (laughs) I'm laughing because I don't even know that this must have been 10 years ago, at least I was with, I call them the powers to be, and they were all my mentors. I got to be with an exercise physiologist, a sports psychologist, a positive psychologist, a neuroscientist. I had them all in my gym in Philly and I was creating one of my journals and we were having a missing link. We couldn't figure out how to do this. And one of the guys go, okay, we're going to come up with the game plan right? The goal action, you know, what do they really do? And they finally said, and the M's for motivation, because if you don't have the, the why, why they really want this, this is just going to keep them going in circles. Now I want to tell you that took them a year to come up with the M (laughs) (laughs) the powers to be of what you're saying there. And it was the, the missing link, but trust me, it was an important thing that a lot of trainers didn't think about. You know, they just got in there and trained. They didn't really care why they were motivated and they didn't even really want to go where you're going. So I'm so happy that you do that because that does get, forget clients, that gets them lasting results and it does get the mind and the body, which is what we want to feel better. So I'm so excited. Nate. I didn't even know you did that. That's crazy. And good um, I, so I didn't used to do that. Like when I was a personal oh. trainer, people were like, Oh, I want to get abs. I was like, right. Abs. Okay. We're going to do crunches. You know, like that was my okay, So Yeah. So it was, it was an evolution. I spent, I've been personal training since 2008 and it wasn't really until 2015, 16, when I started to be like, Oh, if, especially with online, we don't have that face-to-face interaction. They yeah. don't come in and I'm like helping them and like pushing them and like kind of having that camaraderie. I need to know a lot more about them. I need to be a lot more of like a chess master rather than a cheerleader in these situations. Absolutely. Like I went, like I'm obsessed with physical culture and training. I love it so much. I love talking about it. I would talk to you about Bulgarian split squats all day long, but in 2015, I had to go start reading a ton of books about psychology and motivation and what, what gets people to, to like do certain things. Why do we act the way we do? 
And then in 2018, I had to go back to the drawing board again and read tons and tons of stuff about nutrition and start building out a program that was like, that was helping people like where they were at. So I've, I've had to like reinvent and evolve a bunch of times because I just realized that I wasn't serving my clients at the highest level. Yeah. And good for you for doing that. And we're all going to continue to do that. So let's jump into the next question. The second most popular question. Tell Nate, I just can't do it anymore. Quote, I've done about 33 diets. I've lost and gained, which you know, 35, gained 35, lost 35, gained 35, lost 35. If I listen to one more person tell me this is the way, I'm just going to, he says, I'm just going to eat butter constantly and steak. <laughs> so he's, he's going to keto then. Yeah. That is, oh, I'm so sorry I, to hear that. That is, I, that is very sad. It. You get it. You know what yeah. I mean? They, they get, no, only this, only this. So. And, the, and fitness is rife with that because people like, especially people who have like, you know, you've heard, you know, the Dunning Kruger effect. No. Oh, this is going to be, this is great because this is very appropriate for where we're at. Like as a society. So it's basically this graph that looks like this. It goes up, down, and then shoots back up. Okay. So this first part is like, it's time on the bottom is the Y, Y axis. And the X axis is perceived knowledge. So as you get a little bit smarter here, like you have that first look at like, this first, like you learn about fitness, you learn about supplements, you learn about a diet, whatever else you think I got it. I figured it out. So we like, this is where you start being like, I know how to do things. People are like, what's better keto or vegetarian. You're like, it's keto, obviously. Right. (laughs) And you have a very strong opinion because you are not completely educated. You have just enough to be dangerous. So this is like, like, this is a hill where like people like fitness, people supplement people, We'll just die on this hill over this one thing. This is the way, right? Oh, yes. And then as you start learning more, you start being like, oh, I am not so smart. There are a <laughs> lot of variables I haven't considered in the past. So you go from this like perceived I'm very, very smart to being like, oh shit, I don't know anything. And at that point, then you can start actually learning. So I think fitness is just filled with these people because most people haven't been in this their entire life. You know, like yeah. if I look at my friends, you know, once they graduated college, they've had four jobs. They've done different things. I've only done fitness for the last 13 yeah. years. Yeah. So I have just had a little bit more of a perspective where people are like, what's better this? And I'm like, <laughs> it depends, yeah. which is such an annoying answer, but it's also going to, I think, serves people a lot better because we can meet them where they're at. So to the person who asked this question, like, number one, I'm sorry. That is really a frustrating place to be where you're like, I've gained and lost and gained and lost. And everyone tells me all these things. Number two, you got to find out what works for you, right? Bruce Lee said, take what is useful, absorb, uh, like, what is it? Absorb what is useful, reject what is not, and add what is uniquely your own. Okay. So I love that. I love that. Right. It's so good. So like, okay. So I want to, I wanted to kind of help reframe. This person said they've lost, they've gained and lost 35 pounds a bunch of times. Yes. What, what, what would you find yourself being the most successful on? What, were the, what was the diets? What were the nutrition plans? What were the fitness journeys? What were you doing? What was your stress levels like? You know, what were like, what were your mental thoughts? What were you listening to? What were you watching at those times? Think about those things. What was, what had really served you? Then think about what did you hate? Did you hate burpees? Did you hate like counting calories? Yeah. You don't need to do anything. You can find out those pieces that work for you. So think about what did you like? What did you not like? And then like take those, the, that and kind of just add to your experience where now you are, instead of being like, oh, I've failed again. It's like, okay, I've actually learned a bunch of things that are great for me and a bunch of things that, that caused me to slip up. Reanalyze. Why did you gain that weight again? 
What did you do? What was your mental? Where were you at? Like, what were you going to eat lunches? Who are you talking to? Who are you associating with? Take all that information. And rather than being like, this is good or this is bad, which is, I hate that clean foods, dirty foods, no such thing. Think about like, be curious. Why was that the case? What could I do differently next time? And if you approach these, these questions with a curiosity, like a scientist, you're going to start realizing this really worked for me. You know, and when someone was in my face yelling at me, yeah, I got results, but I fell off instantly afterwards. I was, I got amazing results when I was only eating chicken and broccoli, mm-hmm. but, I, but at, as soon as I was done with like the four weeks, I wanted to eat 10 pizzas. Yeah, that doesn't work. Yeah. What, figure out what was the, what were those things? Yeah. And then the last thing that I, I cannot reinforce this enough. Like you didn't lose, you didn't fail. You didn't screw up. You cannot lose in fitness. You cannot lose in health as long as you do not quit. Yeah. The cool thing about this is your victory is already like you already have the W. It's just waiting for you. Just put one foot in front of the other. And if that's just a little like something a little bit today or a little bit tomorrow, that's okay. Yeah. You you didn't fail. I love that you're I love that you're saying that because I think so many people think, oh my God, I've tried it 28 times. Uh, Why would this time work? And they do give up. And when I read that you said that, you just don't quit. Oh. You got it. If that's the gift you give the world, that is huge, Nate. Huge. I love that you tell people that. And I hope that they actually listen to that, you know, because I'm sure you meet a lot of people that have tried everything and think, why is this time going to work? Totally. And it's, and it's like, it's a bummer too, because, you know, they just get burnt out. Yeah. But I, I also think that like, you know, I'm not saying, oh, you can't lose if you don't quit. And people are like, whoa, I've never even thought about that before. Like we know that. So sometimes it's not about learning something new. You don't need to learn a new diet. It's about remembering something true, right? And you get, mm. you experience this. Everyone has experienced this where they're like, you kept at it and you kept at it and you kept at it. And you're like, no, I don't know. I never, I never have. Have you ever learned to ride a bike? There's that. Yeah. You ever learned to walk? Like I, my son is one year old. He sucks at walking, but he keeps trying. He's falling over. <laughs> He's trying though. We've all done stuff where it was hard. It was hard. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. And then it clicked. So we can all relate to that experience. So t- just understand that, that that is not a unique experience to walking or riding a bike or driving a car. That is just how we as humans tend to evolve, right? I'm not going to be ever a professional football player. I'm never going to play professional sports. I don't have the talent, but I can have a great business. I can have a great relationship. I can have great personal health and fitness because none of those things require special genetics or talent. They just require consistency and effort done over time and curiosity that you bring to the table. You know, I know you said like it's something they innately know. But that the stories we tell yourselves or tell ourselves is so important. And just tweaking words a little can change the entire impact. And for you, which is the same thing with me in a different way, is you're dealing with a lot of business people, a lot of busy people, probably a lot of successful entrepreneurs, like you said, males, mine are more uh, females, but they've seen success in this area. So it's really hard for them to seek help and not be able to succeed in this one area. I'm sure you see that all the time. Yeah. And, and, and they think that what works for in like the one arena, like just going all in a hundred percent effort is going to work in another arena. And sometimes that doesn't, that isn't the case where it's like, yeah. well, yeah, like you know, I have so many people come in who are like, I'm like, Hey, do this thing. And they're like, are you sure that's it? 20 minute workouts. What about another workout? Can I do 40 minutes of cardio? Should I be eating this? Should I track all my calories? Should I cut all my carbs yeah. out? Like take a breath, take a breath, <laughs> yeah. follow the program, do the plan, work the steps. You're going to be good. So <laughs> it's hard though, for, because they're mostly type A 
but they don't you know you know more is better come on more is better yeah and i follow that trap too so i get it we get it and we do we all do in one some area of our life all right so big one consistency is more important than the tactic come on so true but how do you get that through to them that's a tough one because a lot of people are just so we're like you know we live in the amazon prime society right I want it. I press the button. I want it to show up my doorstep in 24 hours. It better be there. I mean, it's got to be there. It's got to be there. Right. So it's like, oh, you heard about someone who lost such like such and such amount of weight doing keto. This person's doing carnivore. This person's trying intermittent fasting. And so we bounce around from, from like, from like shiny object to shiny object. And I think that a lot of this, like a lot of the understanding about consistency working comes from maturity and trying things and failing or learning, you know? where you see, start seeing like, Hey, even, even like a medium plan, if done with hundred percent consistency is always superior to the, an excellent plan done with fleeting bouts of intensity. I love that. Wait a minute. Back up. That's huge. Can you say that again? Uh, that's magnificent. I'm going to highlight that. I just blacked out for a second. So I have no idea what I said. No, <laughs> I said uh, a medium plan what done with done with hundred percent consistency always beats an excellent plan done with fleeting bouts of intensity. Perfect. That's huge. That's so huge. So let me ask you this. When your clients come to you and they say, I just want to do this. I just want to do this. Do you go there first and then try to win them over? Or do you go, wait a minute, you got to just trust me. Ooh, I struggle with this one. Cause I'm a people pleaser. And I want to believe that like, Oh, you're, you might be a little bit different. Like I've had a couple of clients recently who like my program is like this, basically phase one, 20 minute workouts. They're very basic. We work on the nutrition really hard. Nutrition yeah. mindset habits. Phase two, we take, we go, okay, here's the, the big picture on nutrition. We don't have to track your calories. You don't have to do all these things that we were doing. You don't have a meal plan anymore. Take it back a notch. Workouts are now a little bit more than 30 minutes. Now month three, we get into it. And I start doing a, I use an app then for them. So I get them to like, oh, we've gone through the program. They kind of get it. We're getting some results, seeing momentum. Then I add a little bit of complexity with the training, start trying to get better results by using training as our primary mover of the needle. But some people come in and are like, hey, I'm already doing this. I'm already need this. Like my nutrition's good. Like what? Like I want to train with yeah. you. And I, I've a couple of times in the last year been like, okay, you can train with me. Just jump right into that third month. And those people wash out after two or three months. Mm. Like it seems like a very consistent. They, if they don't follow the whole system, if they don't take step by step, then they, they don't seem to get the results long-term. So it's, that's a lesson I've been learning a lot. Mm. And I think yeah. that like, I would like to be like, no, it's the system. You have to do it. But I've, I've kind of screwed that up occasionally. I'm going to try to do better in the future. It's hard. It's really hard. But the way you're describing your system, beautiful. Thanks. Yeah. Beautiful. Well thought out. You can tell you've done your work and I've been around a lot of trainers in my life and that is so well thought up and you're really setting them up for success now and long-term and good for you. Cause not everybody does that. I was, right. I was kind of torn about the meal plan in the beginning thing, because like, again, like most of my clients are these type a. So if, if they were like eating McDonald's and I was just like, Hey, let's move your soda and let's have a water instead. And we just do that one little thing. It wasn't enough for them to feel successful. So I wanted to give them something that was like, okay, bite, sink your teeth into this. You're highly motivated right now. Let's go on this, this thing. I'm gonna give you exactly your, your, your meal plans. I'm gonna give you your shopping list. I'm gonna give you everything. And then we take a step back and go, okay, you saw how you're eating um, eggs with avocado? Well, that's because this is a protein and a fat. So now you take any protein and any fat. So if you want to have shrimp and almond butter, okay, that's gross. But like, but it fits the formula and you're getting yeah. it now. Yeah. 
it, it, it's it's how you're setting them up for success and training the body and oh it's you're right you've done a lot of research on how the brain works so good for you thanks and i even even this little statement is huge about before they eat something how do i want to feel after i'm done eating oh game changer yeah. So I like, I think about this is like kind of the cornerstone of perf- what I call performance eating, right? Our clients, Sandy, they're not physical athletes. Most of the time, they're not out like running triathlons all the time and competing at a really high level, but they're mental athletes. They need to be on and focused, right? So they can show up big time for the people in yeah. their lives, their yeah. families, their clients, their, their employees, et cetera. So these people need to be on and focused all the time. So if you, we can teach them kind of some of the fundamentals, I like to think of it as like, what levers do you pull in your own physiology? What knobs do you have to twist to get the energy, to get the fat burn results? Because your body's just like a complicated system of, of like, you know, a, like a chemical laboratory, essentially. So how do we manipulate some of those variables? And if we can teach them how to do it, give them really like the, some of the basic, easy, easy steps, then you ask the question rather than like, hey, what do I feel like eating right now? Which the answer for me is either tacos or Cinnabon all yeah. the time. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So that's what I feel like eating. But when I ask the question, how do I want this meal to make me feel? How do I want to feel afterwards? Huge. What do I need to have? Like, what do I need to get done after eating? It completely changes the game. And just to your point, like you were saying earlier, changing a few small words, reframing how we think about nutrition and asking a different question, even if it's not like, oh, I switched and I'm only eating salads now for the rest of my life. It doesn't, ma- doesn't matter because like, it's not about getting the answer. It's about asking the right questions. It's going to change the way you look at things, change your frame around nutrition. Nate, uh, all right, people, come on. I know I've waited a while to have somebody on, but he's the bomb. All right. <laughs> I have to ask you this because my friend is going to kill me. By <laughs> <laughs> she didn't like my answer, so I'm not going to tell you what happened, but we're going to call my friend Sally Bell. So we were at the local uh, BT pub, which has really great home cooking. The food is phenomenal. They smoke food, whatever. And I'm sitting there eating with my friends, having a glass of wine, blah, blah, blah. And somebody comes over to me, a guy, you know, they know what I do for a living and goes, yo, Weston, come on. Can you just show me real quick? What can I do to get rid of my belt? Now I'm in the middle of a restaurant. I want you to keep that in mind with friends. And he comes up and he's sitting over there. there. There's no judgment. I just want to tell you what's going on. Eating, having a big beer a hamburger with bacon, cheeseburger, and French fries with gravy. And he just gets up and they're like, come on, Weston, show him. You could show him, show, show him that exercise you showed me. She wants to know what would you have said to this gentleman? He was probably about 45 years old. Uh, I, um, I always get like, I'm a little bit weird when people are like, like at a party or at a restaurant, they're like, what should I eat? Like, oh, don't judge me. And I'm like, I'm just, Mike, here is your friend. I'm not here as your trainer. Like, exactly. you gotta, you but this put is the money in my pocket an exercise. You... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would have probably done this. I've been like, all right. So what you got to do is you got to get warmed up through your shoulders first. <laughs> then you got to do one set of pushing yourself away from the table. Because why are you drinking that beer? <laughs> okay. probably I probably would have yelled at him a little okay. bit because I'm, I'm, I'm sure to have fun. I'm so. All right. You heard that, Sally. Because what did she, you say to Sally? What did you say? Because I, I did show up the exercise. And she what do you want me to get down on the bar room floor? And she's like, you could have showed him something in the chair and won him over. 
So I did something very similar and said, well, the most important thing, not that it's wrong, but you're out with your friends, but if you want to reach your goal, you're going to do this. And that's you, what I was You doing. did that? You did the yeah. push away? <laughs> I, but I did this. Well, it wasn't exactly that. It was like, you're going to do this. I was being funny because I, I dance as my background. So I was like, you're going to do this. And the guys are like, I, I go, enjoy, but can we may want to rethink that? And it's not that I can't show you that tricky ab exercise, but I'm really not going to get down on the barroom floor. Yeah, so, I could I could do that, but why don't you not have gravy <laughs> on your fries first, and then then all these things will make a lot bigger. Yeah, I like I really like the the table push away as an exercise or the fork drop. Those are both really good. <laughs> well, it, and I was just being funny because he, he they put me in an awkward situation. Oh yeah, that's incredibly awkward. <laughs> but Sally's like, you should have showed him something, just even a chair ab where he could put the knee pike. And I'm like, oh, be no. mean, be more mean. Yeah, uh, whatever. All right, Nate, here you are, 2022. For the next year, what would you like to see happen with your clients? Like, where do you want to go with them? The really the place that I want to go with people is like, number one, like I would like all my, especially male clients, stuff like this number doesn't really translate to female clients. I like all my clients to get down to 10% body fat and stay there. I yeah. would like people to be able to do that and sustain it naturally. And then I want people to come back to me in a year from then. I want them to look at me in the eyes and I want them to say, I don't even feel like I'm on a diet. This is just how I eat now. Because when people <laughs> say that to me, then I know I've done my job. That's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for a like a flash in the pan results where you can't sustain it because they're, you're deprived of everything all the time. You can never drink alcohol or have a bagel ever again. I want people to be like, this is how I eat. It's normal. I feel great. I have abs all the time. That's what I want people to get to. And I think that is possible. I, I love that you say it may not be possible for the females. Well, no. 10% females is a lot different than 10% yeah, no, males, no, right? No, ladies with... We yeah, want- we're talking like 20 to 22% for the females. That's yeah. basically kind of equivalent what I, or what I would put it. Yeah. Okay. And then what is your ideal client? What's your ideal client? What are you looking for? My ideal client is someone who um, has tried a lot of different things in the past, probably is familiar with the gym. A lot of my clients were like, you know, co- like college or high school athletes. So they're not like brand new or novice to the gym. If I tell them to do a squat, they know essentially kind of what that is. People who, um, uh, I, I work with a lot of dads and I don't think people need to necessarily be dads to, to like get results or work the system. But if you're a dad or if you're an entrepreneur, what's great is that I can help you connect your why to the, the outputs, to your activities, your habits. Mm. And those people seem to stay around longer than people who, who have a really hard time developing and finding that strong why. So if your why is like, I want to be there for my, for my kids, if your why is like, I need to make more, like be more financially successful in my business, we can help you get to those places. I'm not a, I'm not a parenting expert. I'm not a, uh, like, I'm not a business consultant, but I can help you improve in both of those areas using your fitness and nutrition. And if we can connect yeah. those two pieces where you can see that if you put in a, you get out B, you're going to be, you're going to stick with it long-term. And that is incredibly important. So those are my perfect, perfect clients. I love that. I love that, Nate. All right. Well, oh, oh, I better get in this one question. One more. Is there any eating plan or diet that you do not recommend? Is there anything out there right now they want to know that you would say, stay away from? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, I would say personally, stay away from veganism. Uh, unless you have some sort of like, like moral attachment to it, where you're just like, I just don't want to eat animal products. 
Okay. Awesome. But if you're like, I want to be healthy, I'm going to eat vegan. Veganism is an extremely advanced diet. It can work for some people, but you have to have a very uh, deep knowledge of your own physiology, your own body, as well as nutrition. You can't just Mm -hmm. jump into that and expect to be successful because a lot of companies will prey on people who are new to vegetarianism, veganism, be like, Hey, vegan product, plant-based. And you're like, Oh, great. Plant-based must be unhealthy. It's not most of the time. Those products are a lot higher in carbohydrates, a lot higher in um, like preservatives because like you can take, like you go to like a vegan bakery. You, you know what I'm talking about Weston? You go to a vegan bakery. That food is amazing. It is the tastiest baked oh goods of all time. Vegan donuts are incredible. Unbelievable. Yeah. 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 Because they're also four times the calories. They're not using regular flour. They're using like almond flour. Everything is super high fat. So, and then like, sugar is vegan, right? Coke is probably vegan. I don't know. Like, but like there's a lot of things have, don't have animal products in them, but aren't necessarily healthy for you. So I would say I would really encourage my clients to stay away from the vegan diet. It's hard to get enough protein on it. I don't prefer it. It's very like nitty gritty detailed. And I, yeah, I just find it very hard to be successful if you, unless you are committing to it as a lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with that. Absolutely agree with it. Cause I've had too many young girls say to me, but I'm vegan and I didn't lose weight. <laughs> I know. The vegan donuts will get you every time. All right. Rapid fire with me. You ready? I'm <laughs> always ready for rapid fire. Let's go. If you were an animal, what would you be and why? I'd be a bighorn sheep. They're native of Arizona. And they're one of the only animals that would, that like will die for their family, basically to protect the, to protect the herd. Really? I got the tattoo. Shut up. Let me see. Bring it up. Bighorn sheep. I did not know that. Yeah. I, I have to say, I've seen a lot of tattoos, but I don't think I've ever seen a bighorn sheep. So, and <laughs> no got, one's ever seen. I got a crocodile and an osprey tattoo too. So I like, I guess I'm really animal centric. Hence, you were a tour guide for, so there you go. Okay. One of your most fun days, if you could do anything, what would you do from morning till night? Ooh, I'd wake up in the morning and I'd definitely have coffee for sure coffee. Then I would probably go get a workout in early or like, uh, like kind of those mid morning workouts are some of my favorites. If I can, if I can make that happen, I would go out to eat lunch with my wife who is extremely hot and I like her and we <laughs> and tacos probably are what we would be having. Then in the afternoon, we would probably go, uh, either meet up with some friends. Maybe I'd read a book. I don't know. I like reading. And then at night we would go out and this is a new thing, but I started doing stand-up comedy like two months ago. And so I would Shut love the front door. Did you really, did you almost hit me with the F bomb? I was hoping. No, I can't family, friendly. <laughs> family friendly show. So no, um, I love that because I love like the adrenaline rush. So if I could go to it, like if I could, it would be an incredible day. If I could like open for an actually good comedian, you know, hit that rush. And then I'll also watch someone funny. So that would be Wait, okay. one of my that, that's days. a whole nother show. So talk about putting yourself out there. I mean, so scary. <laughs> sink or swim, but the reward of the laughter. Come it's on. So good. Oh man, it feels good. So how but long? It's are terrifying. You uh, I've I've done uh, like like only I've only done three shows, and they've all been ten to twelve minutes. And do you really work on your material? Like, oh, yeah. yeah, that's so funny. It's fun. It's a nice outlet. That's not like writing about push-ups. So. It's really, oh my God, I, we'll talk later. But that's going to be so great for you. Okay, now we only got a couple minutes left. So I got to just get two things in that I forgot to get in. Number one, <laughs> what is your favorite? My people are like, I'm going to kill me. Sandy, you didn't get all my questions. Do you have a favorite fitness book? 
Mm, yeah. Burn the fat, feed the muscle by Tom Venuto is, is incredible. Okay. Um, that's probably one of like, that's probably one of the best. If you're looking about building muscle beyond brawn is a fantastic book. It's also like, you know, 800 pages long. You really only need to read the first 200. It's, it's, you'll, you'll get that. You'll get the gist. That's, that'd be, those are up there for me. Okay. As far as training, now this is for my gals. They want to know if you ever tried any group fitness classes. I'm a TRX instructor. So I, I love me some group fitness. I love love to just put on some music, just get really, really rowdy. Um, Like people, like, I feel like even just instructing those classes, I would probably sweat as much as the people who are taking them just, and I'd be hoarse after like one or two classes. And then they want to know why did you home in and just the males? What's up with us gals? So I do work with about 30% females. I just um, target my marketing more towards men because you're supposed to niche down, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm a dad. I'm an entrepreneur. So like it's, it kind of fits the, that's that mold. So that's why, but I do, I love working with couples, especially like, um, you know, when I, when I work with like a man and I'll, I'll generally just like give him like a two for one deal where his yeah. wife can do the same things, the yeah. same programs, because yeah. when the two people are doing it at the same time, better, way better results, way more people on board, a lot more sustainability that way. Yeah. So what he's saying is that's what his niche market is, but if you gals call him, he's not going to turn you away, probably. Okay, cool. What about your book? It, where, where can they find it? You can check it out on Amazon if you want to. Uh, it's called The Million Dollar Body Method. It outlines my, what I call phase one. So basically what we were talking about earlier on the show is in terms of like, how do you, how do you structure like a 28 days, like a reset, but it's not like, Hey, do eat, like eat paleo or eat uh, carnivore or whatever. It's like, use these frameworks and you can put in paleo, you can put in whole 30, you can put in Mediterranean, whatever you like, just follow the framework because it's going to help you, your body create more energy and it's going to help you burn more fat. So we're going to use, use those knobs and switches. If you want to Sandy, I'll give away uh, some free copies of the ebook. If you want, cool, go to getnatesbook.com and you can, uh, like you just like put in your email address and I'll send you either a Kindle or a a PDF version. So that's really nice of you. If you left me an Amazon review though, I'd love you forever. Oh my God. You got to leave them an Amazon review. It's so important that that really, 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 really will help them. All right, Nate, how can, besides that, how can they find you? How can they reach out to you? Find me on um, Instagram at milliondollarbodymethod.com, or you can uh, jump into my Facebook community, uh, but go to joinnatesgroup.com and uh, it'll, it'll launch you in there. All right, Nate, before we wrap up, is there anything you want to get in that we didn't get in today? I, w- I mean, this is like, this is something I, li- I like, I like to talk about a lot and we already talked about it a little bit, but I just want to reiterate the point that you can't, you can't lose if you don't quit. You cannot, you're not going to be, you're not a failure. You didn't, you didn't fall off. What we did is just like just another piece in you know, like the puzzle for you. That's going to help you get to the end of the end of the goals you're looking for. So if you just keep putting one foot in front of the other, stay more consistent, don't need to go do more research. Just stay more consistent with what you already know. And it's already worked for you. You're going to win. You're going to be successful. Love it. Woohoo. All right. My let's keep it real people. Nate, keep it real, please. We would be so grateful for you to share it, like it, rate it, spread the word to anyone you think will be inspired, purchase his book on Amazon, rate the book. It really matters. We love you. And until next time, thank you, Nate. I appreciate you being on. Let's keep it real, Sandy. (laughs) And you know what I'm going to say? Toodles. Thanks for listening. 
Be sure to share and subscribe if you enjoyed the show. And remember, keep spreading the positive.